Hello, and welcome to another episode of Life Story. As always, I'm your host, Tyler Honig. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me. What Life Story is, is it's really my excuse to get a hang with a lot of my friends and mentors, find out about the highs and lows of their lives, and what led them into the people that they are today. If you're returning to my podcast, thank you so much for your continued support. I think you're really going to enjoy today's episode. Today, I have one of the kindest guys that I knew from my days at Bendorf High School. Not only was he an awesome guy there, but you can see him in the most recent WrestleMania, walking out Dominic Mysterio. So for today, we have my good friend, Michael Connor. Michael was born and raised in Bettendorf, Iowa after graduating Bettendorf High School in 2014. He began his journey as a professional wrestler where he was the very first graduate of the Black and Brave Wrestling Academy. Since then, he has had the opportunity to travel the country pursuing his wrestling dream. When he is not wrestling, he is currently employed as a police officer with Davenport Police Department. And with that, here is the life story of Michael Connor. Tell me your story, your life story. Hey, Michael, how are you doing? Hey, Tyler, good to see you, man. Good to catch up with you. Good to catch up with you, too. Um, it's been quite a long time. I think the last time we saw each other was probably close to 2014 Bettendorf High graduation. Yeah, I was, I was trying to think about that when, when we were kind of chatting before this, when the last time we actually saw each other was. I think it would be... Was that nine years ago now? Yeah, almost ten years. So, Shoot, that's wild. So yeah, that's probably the last time that we've actually seen each other. But uh, it's good to see that I keep up with each other over social media and see what you're up to in life, and it's fun to see where each of us have gone in our different paths. I agree, and I'm excited to kind of get down and dirty and into what you've been up to since we graduated. Um, but since I work at colleges, I was going through some of my old graduation photos, kind of prepping for my students graduating, and I found one of you, I, and Colton Schlichting on graduation day, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool, and what what um, a blast from the past getting ready for this episode. That's literally, that's funny that you bring, bring that up, because that's literally, I don't remember much from our graduation day ceremony. I, I remember, you know, the, the basic stuff that we did. But for whatever reason, I, that picture of me, you, and Colton, I will always remember taking that picture and seeing that one out. So that's a really good one. Well, I just thought you two were some awesome guys. Um, you were always very much into what was going on at the high school, whether it was sports, whether it was activities such as like spirit events or the variety show, which I'm excited to talk about that as we get into it. Um, but you're just two awesome guys, and so I'm blessed to have you on today. I appreciate that, man. And, oh, I, we could say the same about you. You're a great dude. Well, thank you. Um, so let's kind of get started into your life story. So... What was it like for young Michael Connor living in Bettendorf, Iowa? Uh, you know, I, I didn't have anything crazy of a childhood. I was born here in the Quad Cities. Uh, uh, when I was young, my parents divorced when I was in kindergarten. So um, after after that happened, I didn't see too much of my dad ever after that. But uh, my, I had a great mom. My mom that was always uh, super supportive of everything that I did. She played the, the roles of both mom and dad super, super well. So I'm truly blessed to have someone like that as a mother. Um, I had siblings, but they're all way older than me. So like, okay. I was in a, in a way kind of like an only child. But I still had siblings, obviously, and I saw them. But like, they were never like anyone that like were in the same age group as me. So I kind of was doing my own thing as a kid. But like, I was I was always um, outside playing with the neighborhood kids, and mm-hmm. calling up my buddies, riding my bike over to their houses. Uh, I just loved hanging out and having fun. That was. Basically, my childhood. 
uh-huh. back in the day. I remember that uh, on the playgrounds too. What was the, what was your oh, go-to yeah. Pokemon? Okay, I get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, um, but yeah, that, that was basically all I did was when I was kids. We were just hanging out and uh, just tried to have fun any way that we could. That's awesome. So you said your siblings are a little bit older than you. Um, what is the age difference between you and your three siblings? So uh, there is quite a difference. So it's, it's a weird concept. So my, my, my mom had my sister before she met my dad. Okay. My dad had my two brothers. Before she, he met my mom, and they got married, and they had me. So uh, my my sister is thirteen years older than me, uh, and then my brother, one brother is eleven years older than me, and the other one is ten years older than me. So they're quite like as when I was a kid, they were in my kid memories. They were like either just finishing high school or in high school. Most of uh, most of my memories are there out of high school. So yeah, definitely, you were all in very different places in life. Correct, yes, yes, yes. Um, what were some of the things you like to do hanging out with your neighborhood friends? Um, I know you mentioned to me in my questionnaire, like, you were outside until your mom was basically screaming, where are you? Come on inside. Yeah, yeah, no, we, that was, I, I remember the summer days when I was a kid, all we, all we would live for was just hanging out with us neighborhood kids. Like, uh, I lived over kind of, uh, really right next to Denver High School. So mm-hmm. we, we had a bunch of, I got lucky, we had a bunch of kids that were all in our age group. And uh, we all just loved playing outside. So we uh, we would, uh, we, I can't remember the games. We played hide and go seek like throughout the neighborhood. That one was always fun because we had to, we played till it was dark outside. So that always made it interesting. I'm sure the neighbors really, really loved that playing you to point out one family in Bendorf that didn't have a basketball hoop either in their front yard or their backyard. Yeah, I think, I think that was a prerequisite before you bought a house in Bendorf. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I always, whenever I got a chance to, like, ride my scooter or my bike over to one of the parks and stuff, I was living there on the swing set on the playground and then just knew what time I had to be home for dinner. Absolutely, yeah. See, that was, that was my type of fun when I was a kid. I think we still the same way there. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was school like for you? Did you enjoy elementary, middle school and stuff? Is that another chance you got to just see your friends and um, hang out and do yeah. some of your activities? Yeah. Uh, it was always 
then once we got to middle school, that was even uh, more fun. Just I remember sixth grade year was probably one of my most favorite years of school ever, just because it was such a new influx of people that you're meeting, along with uh, mm-hmm. like adjusting to how the, the, the school changes from elementary to middle school. Yeah, for my listeners, um, Bedendorf, the way the system was, was we had five elementary schools that went into one middle school. So that truly was like a new awakening, a great time to make friends, but also a lot of new people to meet at a very short amount of time. Yeah, yeah, that was, um, you know, because each elementary school was decent in size, but then you come into that middle school and we had everyone there. And that was, that was a lot of fun for me. And I really enjoyed that time back in the middle school days. Um, Yeah. What were some of the activities you were a part of? I know sports was very big for you. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. I know I did uh, football and track uh, in middle school. And uh, I can't remember if there was anything else that was like a sanction that I did. But I was, like I said, I was always doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was like with sports or a club. Or, like, I would, I, I, I'm the type of person when I say I'm going to say that I don't have anything going on. I don't know what to do with myself. Sure. So, uh, so yeah, I was the same way back then, and I, I just remember always trying to find something, and I, I was, you know, always busy doing something there, and uh, I really enjoyed everything that I was doing. Um, I still have really good memories from me and my buddies still talk about middle school football practices to this day, and how our coaches made us laugh uh, at a certain time or whatever. Just a bunch of random memories that get brought up through the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I did like uh, tennis, and then I did a lot of the choir and band stuff, and I just remember really enjoying doing stuff in the middle school. And it wasn't as, I don't know if hectic is the right word, but in high school, everything matters a lot more. It felt like in a middle, yeah. middle school, it was, you could just have fun. You could learn what you liked, yeah. what you didn't like, and then bring some of that on to when you went into high school. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I even dabbled with tennis a little bit. Was that was math? Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I did that for a little bit too. Yeah. That was, uh, there's a lot of fun stuff, random stuff that like I never thought I'd end up doing yeah, exactly. Um, so then getting to high school and stuff, what was um, some of the highlights of your high school career? Uh, you know, I think everyone kind of goes through um, like like a little bit of change as you get into high school, uh, just because you're starting to kind of get an idea of who you are as a person, uh, kind of figuring out what you like, what your moral values are, where you kind of, who you want to be with, who you don't want to be with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of really, I, if I remember correctly, Gravitate towards my friends, gravitate towards the things that I enjoy to do. Um, and like I said, like I've been saying this whole time,
That's uh, cool. I, I, yeah, I always did bowling as a kid. I agreed to have Saturday morning leagues. Um, and I didn't really think that I would ever like become a bowler. But then in high school, uh, we went out for the bowling team freshman year, and uh, we loved it. And it was so much fun. Yeah, I had a lot of bowling birthday parties growing up, but I don't know why I never realized Bendorf had a bowling team. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people think it's funny when I tell them that I was on the bowling team, which I think is great. But, uh, you know, it was like, uh, we had a we had a great, we were really good, too. Like, we, uh, um, there was, like, the, the powerhouse in the state of Iowa for bowling was Davenport North. Oh, wow. Really, yeah, they, it's the weirdest thing that they, for whatever reason, they're the good school at bowling. And every year, we, we that, like, they would go on and win state because they were really good. Mm-hmm. But they would always lose to Bendorf every single year. And me and the, me and the team, we were the first to let them know that, that they lost to us every time that we... Oh, 100%. You gotta. Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a respectful... Yeah, of course, of course. In a respectful way. <laughs> good game, good game. Good handshakes afterwards. Oh, sure. Reset the, the, the crew that you're with. But even with that, like, that's part of life. And, uh, I always just really enjoyed all the, the aspects of it. I still yeah. have really, really fond memories of all the times that we had it endure. I find it funny because, and it's always kind of this way, either you become friends with the people that are older than you or the people younger than you. And I feel like I became much closer with people as they came into the high school as we started kind of getting out of the high school. some of the people that you feel really made your high school experience great and are people that you're still in contact with to today? Uh, I still, you know, thankfully I still am in, in, in uh, contact with a lot of people that we went to high school with. Um, my, my best friend in the world is John McLaughlin. That mm-hmm. we, we still see all the time. Um, I still see him almost every weekend. We hang out all the time. Uh, Colton Schlipping and I were super, super tight back in high school. So keep in contact with them. We actually have a really... I'm in multiple fantasy football leagues, and like two of my leagues are are all of uh, high school friends that we that we that still stay in contact with. Um, like one of them's with like Colton Schlipping, uh, Michael Lynch. Uh, I don't even get everyone, but there's a lot of all of them are Bedford grads. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, Facebook and social media has allowed me to stay in contact with a couple of my old teachers and then um, some people I went to Bedendorf with that I was in really in my friend group. We have some fun Snapchat groups and stuff. We sometimes try to do big video chats and see how everyone's up to and around holidays. 
just kind of stinks some days when like people's family moves away. And so then they don't really have the reason to come back to the QC. But um, I've been really happy. I've been able to go to some vacations where some friends live at in New York, Colorado, Texas area. So good to keep those friendships alive. I agree. Um, tell me about how you got involved with the variety show. And before we talk about it, I have to say, this had to be at least five, six years ago, but I was on YouTube. And I don't know what I Googled or if I even Googled something, but it came up with a video of you and Colton talking to, I think it was, oh God, I don't even remember the teacher anymore. But you had to go and find like a hundred teachers to like get the variety show to happen or something. And then you had to go to the middle school and it was just hilarious. And I was just like, Oh my God, this took me right back to high school. But kind of tell me about that video. Tell me about how you got involved in the variety show. So, um, the variety show was awesome because that was kind of like the cap, uh, kind of the cap off to our, our senior year. That was right. I think it was the day before prom. Um, yeah, that sounds right. You made it an event. Yeah, exactly. And also, I don't know if you remember, but it was also a fundraiser for, uh, uh, it was, I can't remember what the fundraiser was for at the time, but there was, uh, all the proceeds of it was going to a certain fundraiser. Oh, I didn't know that. That's sweet. Even that whole weekend, just going to the prom the next day. That was, that was an awesome weekend there. 
Yeah, I definitely remember that week too. And Bettendorf goes hard with their uh, themes of the day. And so I remember definitely dressing up dynamic duo days, school spirit days, and then getting to prom. It was a good way to cap our senior year and our time at Bettendorf. So kind of tell me about transitioning out of Bedendorf High. So I know you had the idea of going to Platteville, but tell me about basically this awesome opportunity that happened for you that took you in a whole nother trajectory. Yeah, so uh, this is like where things get like unorthodox here. So That's after, okay. I'm here for it. Just, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. So at the uh, at my senior year, I, I was certain I got accepted to Wisconsin Platteville. I was going to... I didn't really know what I wanted to do in life, and that was going to be like my plan. Like I was going to go there, uh, try to figure it out along the way somewhere, or what I wanted to do in life. And as uh, in preface, like we've talked about how I've enjoyed sports my entire life. Um, the thing I enjoyed most though was like professional wrestling. I always, I always watched it. I always loved it. Um, I, I always would annoy my friends with it because my friends didn't really like it nearly as much as I did. Who was your favorite wrestler? Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was my, my, the guy that I idolized. I was a Stone Cold um, Steve Austin kind of guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He's awesome. He's awesome too. Yeah. Um, but so I was, I was always enamored by that. And uh, as we were like towards the end of our senior year, probably around May or so of that uh, senior senior year, uh, I started getting kind of like in touch with a couple of uh, uh, people who were kind of local to the area. Who, uh, were involved with wrestling. I'm like, okay, well, is it wise to do this? Like, is it like I don't want to like be something that like would be the stupid of me to like throw my life away and uh, and go in an endeavor that wouldn't yeah. be worth it. Um, and there, so I kind of got some good feedback. But then uh, in the July of 2014, uh, I got word that they were about to open a brand new wrestling academy uh, in the Quad Cities by. Uh, Seth Rollins, who's um, right now probably the best professional wrestler in the entire world. Yeah, definitely. Um, he, yeah, he's a local, he's a Davenport guy, local to Quad Cities. And uh, he was just moved back to the Quad Cities, uh, and he wanted to get back to the wrestling world, so he was going to open the wrestling academy. And uh, I, I'm like, this has got to be the universe telling me this is your, your chance. You know, I, I wasn't very excited or dead set on going to Wisconsin Plateau and didn't know what I wanted to do and this like kind of fell into my lap at the perfect time it felt like yeah right place right so, time yeah well like literally you couldn't have made it any better timing so I'm like all right let's uh let's just go at this you know if it doesn't work I can always uh, change my trajectory like I'm, I'm still young we'll figure something out so I went I went all in um I got uh, I was the very 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 first guy to ever go through the now very prestigious black and brave wrestling academy we were we've had hundreds of people come through the school from all over the world uh, all, all continents so. that's awesome congratulations yeah, yeah thank you very much yeah it was uh it was uh, a culture shock too because like i'm just you know kind of entering this brand new world um where you know, all you all i knew prior was like the, the nice uh you know hometown of bedroom high school uh, bedroom uh just you know how that community is I'm kind of getting into this world where I'm like meeting people from all over the country, yeah. all over the world, really, and um, trying to, you know, starting to learn the differences and uh, how people were brought up and how cultures are. And then after I got done training, is I started, you know, actually going out and 
doing this every single weekend. So I would uh, I would be like in one city one weekend for a couple of days, and I'd go to the total opposite side of the country the next weekend, always traveling, literally all the time. Now at those, were you watching matches or were you taking part in like paraprofessional wrestling matches? Yeah, so while I was training, like, so training was from uh, August to like November, I want to say, August to November of 2014. Yeah. So while I was training, I was going kind of just as a viewer, trying to take notes and such like that. But after I was done training, which was the end of November of 2014, I was, I was performing every single show. Uh, my, I think one of my, probably my fondest memory in, in life was my very first wrestling match of all time was uh, for our local promotion in the Quad Cities called Scott County Wrestling. Which, you know, it always drew decently well. It probably get like 200 and some people a show, which is, it's all right. Like when you're in a, in a kind of a combined area, that feels yeah. big. But for, uh, for my, my first match, I like, I told everyone, I'm like, hey, this is happening. You guys should come watch. If you want. We had that place packed. There was probably, there was so many people there, like, you know, and, and jam-packed. So, like, As it should be. I take it pre-COVID, pre-COVID. That's awesome. What was going through your head at that moment when, like, everyone's cheering for you just won? Are you wanting to be more of the good guy persona or the bad guy persona? Uh, when I first started, I thought that I was, uh, I thought I was always going to be a good guy when I first started just because, uh, you know, I was grow up in a, in a nice town where, you know, everyone was friendly to everyone and I was generally a pretty nice guy. Yeah. Um, Sure. Really, to get better and start to enjoy myself a lot more. 
That's awesome. Tell me about your persona you took on. It's Connor Braxton, correct? Correct, yes, yes. Um, so, <laughs> there's, no, there's no really uh, um, super cool story of how I got that name. It's like Connor's my last name. Yep. Braxton, there was like a, I, I like the idea, I thought it was a cool name, and then for like marketer, marketing reasons, I thought it was cool to have like a, a word that had a big X in the middle, so I can like, oh, sure. mark it around the X, the B-R-A, big X, T-O-N. I thought it was cool. I like uh, that. It, it stuck. Ten years later, here we are. It still, still works. Um, but uh, Connor Braxton is just a, 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 they say the best characters in life are yourself turned up to 11. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and just, uh, in, 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 you know, in theater or in uh, just, uh, any, I feel like most uh, performers do the best when they're kind of just being themselves without, I, I kind of refer to it like if you just, where you're just like that, if you had a couple of drinks and like you're kind of feeling just pretty good, you don't really care what people think, that's kind of how I feel all the time, like when I'm just out there, because okay. it turned up just a little bit, like, um, and I, I've, I've taken pieces of my, all of my life experiences and kind of thrown that into the Connor Braxton pool. Um, just, I've, I've taken a lot of things from like, uh, TV shows and movies that I've watched, uh, stealing from characters there. Um, and it's, it's, an, it's an ever-changing thing. It's like Connor Braxton uh, year one to year 10 is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I, and next year is going to continue to just evolve uh, as I continue with my life journey. So uh, it's just an always, never, never, uh, an always changing uh, course of action. I love that. Yeah, I love how you explain that of like, you've had like a couple of drinks, you're feeling yourself, you don't really care what people are thinking, that's where you're at. That makes a lot of sense. That's that's a very interesting high that you get to be on when you're on stage like that. Exactly, yeah. Especially like, like I kind of said it before, but like when you kind of know that like if they're, they're, they're not really feeling anything towards you as an individual, mm-hmm. more so as you as the character, it kind of helps you loosen up a little more too. So yeah. Tell me about what it was like working with uh, Seth Rollins. What was that like? Uh, yeah, it was wild. So um, it's crazy to me because like he was just someone that I watched on TV all the time, and like it's weird because like you, you see that he's from Davenport, so you're like, oh, I'm from Quad City too. So yeah, local boy. Friends, and, yeah, yeah. He didn't care at all. He, just, he did not care that he's like, ah, right, cool. Everyone's from so much. So, <laughs> congratulations, we're from the same hometown. But um, so uh, the first time meeting him, I just remember like seeing.
trying to soak up everything that it could give me, like a sponge. So uh, he was nothing but awesome. And still, it's like, I would consider him one of my best friends and like mentors of my to this day still that we're in contact with. So he's been nothing but great to me. That's crazy. I mean, to think, yeah, back when we were 18 years old, someone that was a hero, that is a TV icon, and you're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just texting them. I have on speed dial. It's okay. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool for me. Like when I was, I'm like, wow, this is actually starting. Then, like, then you know, after it happens, a bunch of just now he's he's, he's Colby. His real name is Colby, so he's okay. Colby to me at this point. Yeah, so, I love uh, that. But yeah, it's it's awesome. It's, I couldn't have been I couldn't have been more lucky. So, kind of tell me about um, how moving up in the ranks went and leading up to um, you getting a WWE contract. So, um, this is, this is weird. No, I, contract's not the right word per se. But okay, I apologize. Um, yeah, no, no, I think that could have been on me too. But, um, so, it, what happened was, like, it's a, it's a weird thing. So, like, in baseball, you kind of have, like... You know, you have like the the triple. You have like the the river bandits, and then you go up, and you go up, and you go up until you make it to MLB. Sure. Wrestling is not really like that. Like, there's not like a there's not really like a professional minor league per se. It's mm-hmm. kind of it's called the independence, and like you kind of go out. Um, and what you do is you just kind of kind of got to build a name for yourself. That's the, that's basically the battle. So you got to go um, build yourself as a as a performer as a as a as a, a human being, like, uh, you just got to get people to notice you and get the right people to notice you. Um, and a lot of that is just by kind of, it, it just takes time. Um, you just kind of got to go out. Um, and you got to remember, like, there's wrestling everywhere. So you got to go, like, you can't just be popular in the Midwest. You sure. Be popular in the, in the East Coast. You got to be popular in the West Coast. You got to go everywhere. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of, just a lot of travel, a lot of, uh, getting your name out on uh, different promotion areas on uh, sides of the country, uh, trying to network with people that kind of help you out along the way. Uh, you gotta then. So basically, for me, what how it worked was um, I had been doing it for probably oh maybe six five six years at the time. This is in 20, 2020, like right before COVID, literally right before COVID. This was like January of twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I've been I've been working really hard up to this point and uh, I finally had gotten a, a call from uh, the WWE and they're like hey we uh, we want to bring you guys down for a tryout uh, we, we like what you see and uh, we just want to get contacted so I'm like cool what's happening that's awesome so uh, yeah, yeah so um, like that was like the, the thing for me that like that's all I ever wanted in life was like just get a chance like mm-hmm. kind of go out there and show them like hey whatever happens happens but at least like you recognize that this is worth your time and um that was super cool for me. Mm-hmm. So getting all ready, uh, and then we're flying. We're I'm supposed to fly down. Uh, I can't remember the exact date, but we're uh, in Orlando for my tryout. And I go down. Uh, this is like we're getting awfully close to COVID right here. So I guess it's like the time. That, well, I hate talking about COVID just because I've got so many bad memories from it. But like, remember like when like. It started like the murmur is starting to become like, all right, this, this is kind of starting to be concerning. Uh-huh. People are starting to get nervous a little bit. It was right around that time. So uh, we fly in. I fly into Orlando on a Wednesday night. And uh, I get into my hotel room. And uh, I'm with my buddy Steve, who's a wrestler also. And this, and it happened to be the night where, uh, um, where they canceled the NBA season. I don't know if 
I do. So to give you an idea of where I was at, I was in grad school at Texas Tech, and my main job starting in March became moving out every single student on Texas Tech's campus. They were around 40,000 students at that point. So that's where I was at at that point in life. So um, That is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, like, people lost their lives in COVID, so like that's the worst thing that could happen. And, and I, I, I stayed pretty healthy during the whole thing, so I, I can't complain too. Much. Mm-hmm. So I, I always try to have a positive outlook on it, like that. But regardless, so we get in that Wednesday where uh, they canceled the NBA season, and me and my buddy Steve were sitting in the hotel room, we're watching on ESPN. We're like, dude, they just canceled the NBA season, and like we're starting to kind of. There was, I think there was. Wow. Um, and so, like, we're kind of like texting each other, and like, hey, what do you, do you think we're still going to do this? Like, what's going on here? Uh, no one really knows what's up. So, the next day, the next morning, we, we go to the, it's called the Performance Center, where we do the triad up. And um, we get there, and we all sit down, and they literally go, all right, guys, we're going to send you back because we don't want to do this. And um, we're like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, that you're still interested. Yeah. The worst thing in the world is that I didn't get a job that I, I was 
Well, and just think how close you got to it. Like, that's a thing in and of itself, like, that you should be so proud of. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, and, and I always say, like, it, it, the journey's never over. So, I mean, no. It's not like, it's like, oh, I didn't, uh, I was so close, but then, like, it's, you know, it's, uh, there's still an opportunity yeah. that might present itself. It's um, not a one or done. Uh, it, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, again, like, you've got to keep a positive outlook in life and uh, just keep, keep, keep the good fight. Yeah. So tell me about how you transitioned a bit more into police work, which is what you're currently working towards. Yeah. So, um, after during COVID, like obviously wrestling was shut down and, um, I still need to make money in life. So, uh, I'd always kind of had a side hustle at Crow Valley Golf Club, which is here in the Quad Cities. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'd just been doing small side things just to kind of, uh, keep some money in my pocket while I was at wrestling group. And um, during COVID, like, I'd always had a really good rapport with them just because I was a good dude and uh, helped them out uh, yeah. when they needed. So they kind of, they were there for me when, when wrestling got shut down. They uh, they quickly offered me a, a, a full-time job there, and um, that was, you know, enough to keep me going. Uh, and something that I really enjoyed doing also. So that was really cool. And as I, as I started doing that, I started jumping into a full-time job there uh, throughout the, the next two or three years and up until uh, early 2023 I had different roles uh, but I got, got a couple promotions up there but um, that was where I was working and uh, I, I enjoyed the people I was working with and I enjoyed what I did like, I just didn't really feel like I was offering uh, much more than just helping the wealthy people in our society have a better sure. Not that it's a bad thing, but like uh, I just I felt like I had more purpose in life. Yeah. And uh, and at the same time, I uh, had a, a buddy's friend, a friend's dad, who was a police captain in the Davenport Police Department, and he was always in my ear, like, "Dude, you'd be a good cop. Like, you, if you ever want to get in jail, like, I can help you out. This would be awesome for you. You'd love it." And I've always been interested in that. Like, I always thought that police officers were so cool. They had the best job in the world, and. So they had a just a random application process in January of 2023. I'm like, you know what? Let's, let's see what happens. I'll, I'll throw my name out there. Yeah. I wasn't really expecting anything to come up from it, but um, we did it. And I think there was like there's a, a good amount of applicants, and there was only I was I was selected uh, out of two of us that were selected. So that was uh, pretty cool. And so like I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna go all in. So like, this is something that could be like a career and I could feel good about myself for doing this kind of a career. Uh, so I'm st- uh, I still do wrestling, obviously, but uh, this is uh, just a new, new thing that I do uh, with with that also. So I'm in the, right now I'm in the process. Uh, it's a long process. So I yeah. it, it took me four months. Uh, I think it's four months to go through the whole hiring process. And then after the four months right now, I'm in the academy, the police academy, which is in Des Moines. So I'm, I'm there at the police academy from Monday to Friday, and on the weekends off, then I bounce back. I'm there for 16 weeks doing that. So after the 16 weeks, I'll be out in the streets of Davenport. Okay. Very nice. Yeah, Yeah, when I you said that you were doing police work now, I was like, I can totally see Michael doing that. That's a career path I just could see you really excelling in. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of uh, things that translate well to some wrestling, too, to being a police officer. So... Uh, I'm excited for the new adventure. 
Yeah. And I want to make sure I talk about this too before we start to bring this to a close. You did get to actually be on the most recent WrestleMania. Can you kind of tell me about that? Yeah, that was awesome. So, like, WrestleMania, for those who don't know, is basically the Super Bowl of WWE. Like, it's the big event of the year. Um, and each year they kind of do, like, at a huge stadium. So this year the WrestleMania was at, in Los Angeles at the, the SoFi Stadium, the new big football stadium that they have out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've, I've got a, at this point in my wrestling career, I've built some pretty good connections between people. That I've got to, got to know the guys that you got to know. So I'm, I knew this police thing was coming up, and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to throw my hat out there. Like, I'm like, hey, I'll be, I'll be available if you... Excuse me. If you if you have any extra roles for the WrestleMania show, I, I, I'll come travel. Uh, just uh, throw my name out there. Yeah. I didn't expect anything of it. I just kind of threw my name out there, and then literally instantly they emailed me back like, "Yeah, I got a spot for you for both nights of WrestleMania." I'm like, oh, all right, cool. So <laughs> I, I, again, I, I what the, what the what that thing that I was uh, asking about that we call it's called extra work. Basically, what you do is um, they like whenever they need like a like an on-screen EMT or police officer or a bodyguard or oh. whatever they need. They'll use guys like uh, like me to like kind of play that role um, just to, as a on-screen character, basically. Sure. So, um, so like, yeah, we'll, we'll hook you up. So I fly out to L.A., uh, hanging out there. I go out to the to the SoFi Stadium. This place is huge. Like, they're like... Everything looks big on TV, but it's just a, a different thing when you're there live in a person. I can only um, imagine. How, yeah, it's wild. So, like, uh, like, I remember looking around and like, going to the ring and standing in the, in the ring and I was kind of like looking around at the place like, oh my goodness, this place is massive. And uh, the, the end up being like 85,000 people, I think, were at the show. <laughs> so, we got thrown into, uh, ironically, I got as a role as a police officer. Um, knowing that like within the next two weeks I was going to actually start becoming a police officer but they, they needed uh, a couple guys to walk uh, one of the wrestlers of the, to the ring as a police officer so they're like All right, Connor you're going to have you do this uh, so get all fitted up for a police officer, a police uh, role and we kind of rehearsed it a couple times but like rehearsal is especially in wrestling like you don't have any adrenaline there's nothing uh-huh. like, cool about it it's just like very dull. So like we we walked through it and all, and just to make sure that we we're in the right spots for the cameras and stuff like that. But it was like it wasn't anything really special. Um, and uh, I just remember I'm like, all right, hopefully we get amped up for this. Like you know, it's, it's a big deal. Sure. Kind of like my like my, my top of my moments right now. So uh, we get ready to go for the showtime, and I, I remember wa- like we had a little curtain that we could peek out through. So I kind of go out in, our, in the area we were standing, and I'm like, oh my goodness, there are so many people here. And I remember, like, the first time I saw them, like, I kind of, like, that feeling, like, when you, like, look down from a cliff or something like that, like, you have that stomach drop. That's kind of how I thought. I'm like, oh my goodness, sorry, this is real. I'm about to walk through this kind of a crowd. So we get all pumped up. And the coolest thing about the whole WrestleMania uh, experience was uh, the show was hosted by Snoop Dogg. Oh, that's uh, crazy. Yeah. Snoop Dogg was the, the host of the show, so whatever, whatever that was, like he, he was there. And uh, and the match I was a part of was Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio, a lot of people remember from their childhood. Uh-huh. Uh, Dominic is Dominic is uh, Rey Mysterio's son. So, okay. Um, yep. So there's like father versus son. They're going out there. Dominic's the bad guy. We're with Dominic. Uh, 
mm-hmm. and he was driving them out to the ring. But we're all a part of like the same match, so like we're all kind of doing the rehearsals together. And before we go out there, like Snoop Dogg is dapping all of us up. Like he's like, "All right, so let's go out there have a good time." And I'm like, did Snoop Dogg just come before we go out there? So we dap up Snoop Dogg. We get into the to the little van that we're in, and um, we're basically what we're doing is we're inside of a, a police van and we're backing out into the crowd, mm-hmm. and then we're walking Dominic to the ring. And I remember when we closed the van door, getting ready to go. Sure. This is about to happen. And uh, so we hear the sirens go off. I'm like, all right, it's game time, it's game time. And we had like a, we had a producer in the band with us who was kind of calling out the shots to us. Like, get ready, boys, get ready, we're going, we're going. Uh, so we're like, all right, game time. I feel like the band's starting to go. The door opens. I step outside, and it's a sea of people staring at me. Not me, but like staring at the, the us. And, um, and like, all cameras in my face, like this is wild, which is actually happening. Um, we start walking through the crowd, uh, literally walking through the crowd. Like, there's people all like inches away from me, mm-hmm. and, like screaming, screaming things at us while we're walking by. And there's just something, something about having 85,000 people just like all in unison doing like screaming. Like you can't even hear things because it's all of a sudden like a big muffled scream. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much for sharing that. That that was sweet. That was so cool to hear. Thank you. Thank Especially like just getting to hang out with Snoop Dogg, get a get a, a hug or whatever, or slap on the shoulder from him. Like, okay, that's sweet. Not everybody gets to do that. No, that's cool. But I mean, WrestleMania, like you said, it is the Super Bowl of wrestling. So, of course, anyone who wants to be there is going to be there. Sure, absolutely. Um, So as we start to kind of wrap this episode up, um, I have a question that I ask all of my guests. But before I ask it, I want to give a little synopsis of what we talked about. So from growing up in Bedendorf, um, hanging out with your friends to late hours, um, being a part of the variety show and just really enjoying everything that Bedendorf School District offered us, um, being a part of the Black and Brave and being honestly the first student that was there too, um, all of your experiences leading all the way up to WrestleMania and now being a police officer. When you think of all of that, what is the main theme that you hope my listeners get from your life? important uh, just to 
I think that the most unique thing that we have in life is like the relationships that we build with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had the opportunity to do that in so many different aspects, whether it be, you know, when I time from Bendorf, whether it be the early days of my wrestling career when I'm traveling around the world getting to meet new people, or whether it be at my time at Crow Valley Golf Club where I'm getting to know members and other co-workers there, whether it be my time now with the city of Davenport as a police where I'll be interacting with other officers, the community, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I think, you know, as individuals, we have such a unique ability to, to build relationships with one of another. And um, I think that is the coolest thing that we have in life. And I think that if you can just learn to embrace that and learn to really uh, treat that as something that's important, I think that'll help you get, uh, just not only get places in life, but just help you enjoy life in general too while you do it. Um, so that's kind of something like I try to instill in all the, the new wrestlers who come through. I'm like, hey, have a personality and like be good to other people and like get to know other people and, and, and share with one another, build people up and just be a good person and go out and, and just try to make the world a better place than it was when you, before you were here. And that's kind of like how I try to instill my way through the process. I love that. Like kindness, kindness begets kindness and you get what you put back into things. So I think that's a great message to share. Um, well, Michael, thank you so much again for taking the time to be a part of this. It was fantastic catching up with you. Tyler, I couldn't thank you enough to have me. It was always good talking to you. I'm glad we were able to reconnect and hopefully we can keep in touch with us. I'd love that, yeah. And with that, that is another episode of Life Story. If you enjoyed it, please give a like and subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. As always, I'm Tyler Honig. Make it a great day.